0: We'll just go from there. So we have room for discussion, obviously. We want to have discussion, but we don't want to get mired down and, and just... Uh, uh, we don't want to get mired down. How about that? All right. I assume everybody here can recall events of 9-11. Locally, 9-11, and actually nationwide, worldwide for all of our bases. What happened 9/11 occurred. Something we, we knew, we knew it was a terrorist act, and what did they? What did Ellendorf and Fort Richardson do? They shut down. They recalled any and all military personnel. Said, "Get on base. If you live on base, I believe the civilians were allowed. You know, uh, 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 spouses, family, your kids, whatever. Get on base. But once you're on base, you're put." If you're not military personnel, you're not getting on. Shut it down. What was the purpose of that? Control. Control. Safety. So I know who's supposed to be here. I know who's not supposed to be here. Those who are in here are supposed to be here and safe and secure. Those who are out are meant to be out. I want you out. Okay. Okay. I think it's kind of my, my topic for today. The, for the first one is when the church becomes a fortress. I thought it was kind of inconvenient that we have Fort Richardson. Although I looked up if the fort in Fort Richardson, we have the forts in Fort Knox and everything else. Did that mean fortress? Fort, was fort short for fortress? It wasn't. I was like, man, that would have been totally cool, but it's not. It's Fort Asile or something like that but it's not fortress so I was like well that, that messed everything up okay so a fortress we have Fort Knox we have medieval castles they had moats they had drawbridges we have NORAD anyone seen that door? it's about as wide as all these chairs combined swinging on a hinge it only takes one person to open and close if they want to do. that's a well balanced machine get inside, be secure, and give us an opportunity to figure out what's going on. Make sure that those inside are who we want in here, and those outside we don't, so that the inside can be safe. They're on their own. Okay. God refers to Fortresses in the Bible several times. And fortresses are not a bad thing. When the church becomes a fortress, by the book's standards, that's a bad thing. Because what happened in COVID? Everybody was afraid. We came in here, we were afraid of each other. This place looked weird to me. Okay, and I'll, I'll... not you guys. But it looked weird because we had people in it. But I was like, we are the most unfriendly bunch. That's the look it gave me because we're so far apart from each other. And had to be. Hated it. If somebody came in these doors during COVID, when we were meeting again, we were almost uneasy. I was uneasy. I'll, I'll be the first to admit it. It was just it was just a horrible time the devil was enjoying life to its fullest with the mess he made so those were in the inside we were actually afraid of but it's everybody, we kept everybody in the outside let's take care of us the family that's what the fortress does is that what God told us to do I Said, alright you take, you take care of you everybody else they're on their own First Opinions twelve twenty one. Yeah, Tom Sirey goes, I read that one. That's actually the opposite. Okay. While a fortress can be closed and secured, that is a good thing, but for the church, where's, where's, our, where's our security? Are these four walls secure? Is this place a fort? We don't even have a sniper's nest. This isn't a, a fortification that we would defend. That's not practical. We didn't build it for that reason. Where's the security here? What is the security? Where? Whoever said it was right. It's Christ. You will come here. People will come here. They're, they're scared out there. Life is life. I mean... With the security we have, is it not scary out there even for us? Can we agree on that one? It's ugly out there, and we know that we have a chance. So people out there are scared. They come in here not because these four walls will protect them, but what's in them will protect them. They come here, they get their security. They get their safety from God. See 2 Samuel 22.2 2. It's there. My God is my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer. In whom I take refuge, my shield, and the horn of my salvation. When we don't make this a fortress and keep everybody out, but show it's a fortress to come and get your security, you get, would it be fair to say, you, you get to become a fortress of security because God is now living in you? Is that a, is that a, a, a statement that we can agree on? That, and I may not be saying that right, but is it, is it the point there? God is the security, so whatever's out there can't hurt you as long as the focus is where? On God. That's what I love the most. However, when the church, which several churches did, they just enclosed on themselves and they took care of them. So there was the problem. When they stop worrying about those on the outside and only on themselves, they're doing, they were doing, which we can be doing really easily, the opposite of what God said to do, which was go. It's really easy. When I'm safe and secure inside, it's snowing outside, it's ugly. I don't have to travel across from here to there it's Thanksgiving and the blizzards and everything like this I am safe and secure inside my four walls my family is all together I'm happy I'm content I'm warm cup of hot cocoa life's good and my wife says oh Eva's staying late for a school thing my life's not so good I'm kind of complete but I'm not my oldest child is out there in that in the world. She's not if in my fortress. We want to be a place where someone can come and have their fortress, claim their fortress, claim their security, to find their foundation, to find their rock, to find God. And then they can take it out in the world knowing this is where you'll always find that. We are not a protector. I am a protector, yes, but I'm not going to be able to protect you from the devil. I can't do it. The only one that can is God. We know that. Okay? Christ sacrificed everything for us to have safety and security. That's what I need. When you go and become a fort, when those churches became a fort, they just dismissed it. It's the, the, I'm okay. Okay? I don't have to. I'm not going to stress about them as long as I'm good. Where in the Bible does it say I can sit on my laurels and coast? Anyone have that scripture? I went looking for it everywhere. Christianity is not a coasting profession. We don't get to do that. We talked about it before. When you're, I'm sorry, we didn't talk about that before. I had my, I had had my sermon, and I said my grandfather on his deathbed gave me a sermon. He had something to say. That I needed to hear. And he preached until his last breath. That's what we have to do. We have the ability within this fort, this fort has the security, not because we're in it, but because God is. I can't protect everybody in this room if somebody came storming through that thing, but I'm going to try. But no matter what, God will. God does. And it's a promise that we can count on. I don't like having to be afraid of. I don't like having to be afraid of things. I don't like the term "active shooter." This is a, you know, this is the church. They wouldn't do that. We've seen it how many different times. This isn't a fort. We're not safe from all that. We can try and be safer. We can have security to a, a best degree we can, but you can't stop them all. but without stopping them all I'm still secure which is a contradictory sounding in my head but knowing that I'm safe in here even if somebody starts shooting I enjoy that peace of mind and so we within these four walls of our fort can give that peace of mind to somebody else because it's a scary world out there and how much scarier is it if you don't have God all right so, I, I, at no point am I accusing anyone that I'm not accusing our church of being a fortress where we closed in on ourselves and left everybody on the outside. I just want to make sure that this is what the book referenced, and it is something that we can revert to if we don't watch it. Any church can. That's the point. So, we want to make sure we keep ourselves open and welcoming, accepting that. Out there is where we need to be. That's what we want to bring re- and show them what's in here. And this is, a, this is where God is. God's everywhere, but we come here on these days to worship him, praise him, and to, I don't know, refill, recharge our security. Be proud and happy that we found this and we want to show it to somebody else. It's not something we keep to ourselves. to name some things just so we do I, I listed them down um, well I want to hear from you guys how, how do we reach outside of these four walls what do we do really quiet here the okay what are we doing in May end of May what are a bunch of people doing Honduras. I was trying to, trying to goad my wife into answering, but she doesn't want to talk. What does what do what do we have? Around the, right outside in the hall, right by the right by the outside the ladies' uh, restroom, across from the baby care lounge, food pantry. Somebody comes up here. I, if I understand, correct, Tony, correct me if I'm wrong, because I don't see it all the time. But people come to the door and say, "Hey," and what do we do? Tony, Tracy or Judy will grab and they go put a bag of food together this is where safety and security God is here and we can try and share that may be something small but if you're starving guess what, that's a big deal Christian ministry, yes ma'am here's my list I'll just help a little bit WBS, World Bible School World English Institute We send these out house-to-house and heart-to-heart mailers. Everybody get those? Everybody? Yep. Prison ministry. You're doing that? What have we just started doing? It's phase? Henry House. Isn't the Henry House? Spelling's hard for me, so I don't know. Whichever one it is. The Henry House. Okay. We... I, we, everybody got together all the tables were lined up and we put the bags together and have bags that we can hand out to the homeless you've been doing that when you're sitting there on the side of the road you're hungry, you're cold you just, you just, I just would love to have a bar of soap something a, a, a thing of crackers and somebody walks by and goes here, you look like you could use this I'm praying for you. I brought this from the fort, is basically what you're saying. The Jerusalem Project. We have VBS here. We bring them in from all over the community. That's fantastic. It's just a screaming chaos. But it's chaos that wouldn't be here if we weren't offering VBS. I don't know how many were here for the carnival that we had. We, did, that was, we, we didn't know what we were doing it's our first time we'd done it but we put out the carnival we took an, a whiteboard that was broken we were going to throw it away we just scratched on it real fast hey anyone welcome free food, free games, face painting come have some fun and we had seven or eight different families show up just out of the blue we ran out of, we ran out of hot dogs popcorn uh, cotton candy Judy's arm got tired just going to town on that that was beautiful, loved it. It was more people than I ever imagined. And it was a, really not a great day. It was raining and misty and just, ugh. But we had a lot of people show up. Community saw this place as a place to be. There's security here. We do the, uh, and we have the back to school breakfast. We want the kids to know they're special, they're thought of, they're just as important and more important honestly than even me and anyone else for that matter because they're the future of the church. This is where that occurs. This is where safety and security is. This is a fort. Oh. <laughs> I thought the mic was backing up again. It's the, it's the other mic backing up. I really not know. <laughs> what? Man! <laughs> I was like, I'm going to get behind Pat. <laughs> anyway, so just in, just in summary is they when, when, when you're safe and others aren't, you, we can't feel good about that. I, can, I won't feel good about that. You, we shouldn't feel good about that one. We have found the answer we were told not to, but what good is it if you have the answer? You found the, the, the golden ticket and you don't share it with anyone else. It's like, hey, court, wasn't that cool we found the golden ticket? I'll bet they wish they had it. Yeah. Yeah, they do. And God's sitting there going, yeah, I wrote it down. I want them to have it. Go give it to them. Don't sit inside the fort. You're already safe. When you go give it to them, you're not threatened risking yourself to, you know, under sniper fire when you're going and, and, and being shot at, being attacked. You're going to be attacked, but go give it to them. They need it. You have it. We can't become a fort. Okay, so we've beaten that one to death. You guys are a talkie bunch today. Another aspect, and this one is touchy. I don't care who, what, where, why, or how. When this subject comes up, it gets uh, testy, it gets uh, uneasy, and that's money. Am I wrong? No, yeah, I know. All right. So when we're looking at churches that had, in the book, when the the, churches that had their issues and things were falling apart, what did it mean? So I, I don't, uh, uh, um, can't think of what the movie was. It had Tom Cruise in it. And he got all crazy and he was a sports guy and he, he flipped out and Brene Zellweger was his girlfriend. Show me the money is what he said. What does that mean? <laughs> okay fine put your money where your mouth is show me show me your what what, what where are you doing where are you going with this all right so if that's it here's what i want done here's how we're going to do it show me the money as stephen has said before more than once if you want to see where your desire is, where where your attention is going, open up your checkbook. That just shows you how old Stephen is because who opens the checkbook anymore? Maybe go online and check your bank statement is what he should have said, but I'm not going to sit there and go get picky. If, If Pat has a problem because he likes to buy lots and lots and lots of guns, I may or may not be talking about myself. Whatever. <laughs> I have him here to pick on. So, <laughs> his wife goes. I went to go put gas in the car, and the the, the, the checking account was at twelve dollars. It's one of the weirdest things. I'm going to go clean my guns. Where's your money going? What are you worried about? You know, what are you what are you focusing on? everybody has an addiction in some form or fashion whether you know it or not. I don't know what yours is. I don't know what mine is right now. I knew what it was. (laughs) But you have something you're interested in. You have something you're focusing on. It could be a good thing. I mean, uh, I'm, I'm focusing on school. Can you be a professional student? I know a few. Going to school over and over to do what? If you're going to school all the time but you're so busy with your studies and you got to cram and you got whatever and I didn't make it to church I don't make it to class I don't go to this function or that function I'm always studying for school is that a good place for all your money and your time to go? no, okay I think we all know this verse Matthew six twenty-one: for where your treasure is there your heart will be also I kind of like my kids a little bit. And by a little bit, I mean I would jump in front of a moving train for all of them, even the boy. <laughs> and it's possible for me to put all that, uh, my energies and my effort into them. And were I to do so, who am I leaving out? And don't say God, that's not where I'm going right now. Just my family. Who am I leaving out if I just focus on my kids? <laughs> The one who said me, which would be my wife. Yeah, right? Show me the money. Stop it. So, if you're focused on specifically one thing or your focus is on something in the church, on one thing, but you're doing what? If that's where all your money goes, you're leaving things out, leaving things apart. You're not giving them their due. Okay. Okay. So, when you look at a church's budget and you remove a mortgage, if there is one, you remove uh, utilities, obviously we'd keep the lights on, need to keep the heat on, especially now, salaries for office staff we pay for, and other fixed costs that we have, step back, look at what's there, and say, is this adequate what we're Allocating our funds for, are we putting it? So, I I messed this up. I didn't say I messed it up. I took over edification here, and so my thinking at the time was: we need we need to be doing things here. We need to have potlucks. We need to have events. We need to have game nights. We need to do whatever's, and that's not a bad thing. We We want to. we want to have fellowship with each other and, and enjoy each other's company. We are a family. Families get together. But if I put all of our money into that, what do we put out there? I love you, Liz. Liz said, "The ladies' toilet." That is a long story. Uh, you, get, you Glenn just moved. <laughs> no, because it throws people under the bus. Did someone give me a ride tonight? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, it got really cold in here. Um, where we allocate our funds, can we put all of our money into evangelism? We could. Would that be practical? Should we? There's percentages. I need to make sure the heat stays on. If it's all in evangelism, we're just sitting here going, I'm so happy that we're doing this out there. Was that smart? Everything in moderation. We are putting money toward mission. We we bumped our evangelism funds. We we bumped our, remind me, our our mission amount. We bumped that. We want to go out and do missions. We want to get people out there to do those locally and internationally. We're going to Honduras. Now, ask yourself, do we need to go to Honduras to do a mission trip? No. But guess what? There is something to be seen for when you're here in a first world country and go to a third. I went on a cruise and went to Did I go to Honduras? I went to Honduras. Works out nicely. Nice segue. And I've heard about the dirt floor houses and whatever. I saw them. I saw the kids running around with the cutoff shorts and the tank top, and that was pretty. They didn't have shoes on. We drove by countless uh, corrugated roof huts, and you have us here in our fort, our safety, our security all the blessings that we have that we've been given and we go see what other people have so much less and they're happy they don't know they're poor or they don't care it, it, just, it just is well guess what that does to people here when they see what I have and what they have and I complain or I'm not happy that is a swift kick in the rear that's what that is it humbles you Missions are a good thing. You get to go out to Henry House and you see somebody who, as bad as it is, as bad as you've had it, they would give their right arm to have your bad day because theirs is worse. Edification is a wonderful thing. It's not all about just having fun and doing stuff. There's things you have to do for edification. I had to rethink my, my focus on that. Evangelism is a very wide-viewed topic and, and, and can be done in many, many aspects. Missions, vast and varied as well. So vast and varied that the elders can't think of all of them, so they ask for your guys' help. Because like, oh, I didn't even think of that one. That'd be great. We should do that. That mission, whatever that mission is. And you know... Tony, we could probably do a <laughs> We could do that. It wouldn't even cost very much money and the 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 returns on that would be amazing. How much good it would do for X, whatever X is. But if you're focused on yourself, if a church is focused on itself, guess what? It's not going to do anything. You're only focused on yourself. That's not where the money's supposed to go. We pay attention to the budget. We pay attention to where we're putting our energies. And if they are misguided or not, misguided is not fair. Something that worked two years ago may not work today. Is that fair? You know, the, the things that we used to do, I mean, the, the door knocking, we did the, oh, I remember, I uh, um, can't think of his name. We had, the, we had a map of the city up and as they went block to block, they were shading it in, and they did the whole place I can't think of what his name was way back way back in the day Nancy's high school uh, youth group, at, at Burroughs. This place had electricity. It was hopping. And I was too young to really know even what was going on. I wouldn't pay much much attention. But it was a mission. We were out door knocking. Well, door knocking's not the thing anymore. We talked about that last time. You get, you almost, somebody goes, what are you doing on my door, on my, on my porch? And why are you knocking on my door? What do you want? I want to I give you the good news about Jesus. Send me an email. <laughs> We're electronic these days. The face-to-face is really difficult. In the mortgage business, I, I, I was in the mortgage business. They don't, you know, they'll do meet and greets and they'll have some meeting for coffee. But now it's how to get the word out through social media how to do an email thread, how to do a chain letter of this, that, and the other. You get out electronically where people are and how they want to talk to you. Whatever your, your budget, whatever our budget was back in 1980 for round number, when we, when we first opened, we did this. Were we to do that now, it wouldn't go as far. It wouldn't go in the right places. It wouldn't be the right way because like, who does that? But if we do things that we do in 2023, back in 1980, they're like, what's the internet? Anyway, but it wouldn't work. It's not the same thing. It's not the same way. When you have your budget, make sure you're focusing on where your funds are going, but also review that budget. Make sure that it's still working. I've been putting X number of dollars toward this for the last three years. And really, not gotten much return. Is it practical to do anymore? Rethink, the, rethink it. So I'm sure everyone's heard <laughs> First Timothy six ten, the idea that money is the root of all evil. How many agree with that? Oh, money is the root of all evil. Okay. Is it or can it be? Okay, and I, I, I agree with you. I mean, those that, are, that are, money can be the root of all evil. It is a very, very, very powerful drug. It allow, it, it, it makes the world go round, right? Yes, sir. Mean the, love of money, right? the love of money. Yes, money itself is a tool. So Danny expressed, it's the love of money, the desire of money. That is the evil aspect of it all. Money itself is a necessity. Sure. Glenn says it's a necessary evil. I agree with that. So, are drugs bad? My wife would disagree with you because she needed an epidural. So are, when I say, our drugs bad, are they bad? Drugs can be. Do what? Correct. And I have, I have not heard of anyone saying, oh, this baby contraction is killing me. Can I have some meth? No. But there are practical pharmaceutical drugs. Cocaine was actually a medicinal drug at one point. I'm not trying to sit there and say, well, guess what? It's only it's for medicinal use. Money has a purpose. Paul said, collect it, and I will get it and take it to Jerusalem. So it's a necessity for life, unfortunately. We, we, not everything is money, sometimes time, sometimes energy. We have to, we survive off of funds, money. So it can be a bad thing if it's abused. It can be a bad thing if you, you know, are, are, are doing negative, wrong to obtain it if you have your bad motivations money is required for the church, it's just that simple the, 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 uh, the electric company is not pro bono they're not a non-profit they, oh you want some lights on, we'll take care of it we know, we know Mike it's fine, no they had to pay for it, you have to pay for it heat, it's not just going to come just out of the love that we have here Money is necessary to make things work. We can focus our money in the right areas, the right places, revisit where it's being spent, why it's being spent, approach new topics, ideas, and thoughts to spend that money, remove others. It's not a bad thing. Not everyone, not everything has to stay on the books all the time. It's that simple, I think. If you uh, disagree with that, I want to hear it, and we'll talk about it later if you want to. The love of money, the, love of the, if the if the church loves money, then they're doing something wrong, big time. And fun fact, in the, the churches that he had uh, reviewed, they didn't close their doors because they ran out of money. Not all of them. Some of them had extremely healthy, healthy savings accounts. Money doesn't make everything go around. As Stephen said that one time, because you want to have a thousand people in here, you know, in one fell swoop, I'll make it happen. I'll stand outside with fifty dollar bills and tell everyone who comes in, who's coming to church, I'll give you fifty bucks. That's a thing. That's possible. Is that a good way to spend your money? What's the motivation? The sole purpose, safety, and security that's in here is not because of money. Because of God. Money makes it possible to be it in here. But Even if we were out in the parking lot, that's a possibility too. Guess what? You don't have to be warm and secure to have security with God. That's really how it is. So anyone have any thoughts about fortresses or budgets or money when it comes to the church, not necessarily even our church? Going once. Going twice. Glenn. You get the bid. Are we budgeting? Are we. Oh, thank you. you. I didn't see it up here. Hello. I hear it. Okay, yeah. Are we budgeting? Are we acquiring it properly? Are we spending it as necessary? Are we putting it to the benefits as prescribed by Scripture? Are we doing the right things? Well, I will tell you that I'm responsible. I'm personally responsible for two deaconships. I'm on education. It's myself and Jesse. I'm responsible for edification. I will say sincerely right here and right now, I want and desire your prayers that I do spend it correctly. Because I realize it's not it's, oh it's not my money, sure go ahead and go ahead and let's get an extra twenty of those or whatever those are. My wife and I have sat there multiple times and said should we do this and she's I I married really well if I haven't mentioned that anyone heard me say that. My wife is frugal, not cheap I'm but well, she but me I'm cheap. She's very frugal she doesn't just spend money willy-nilly sometimes i'd say eh, let's 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 bump that to the next level because it, the money needs to be spent there i am cognizant of the money i spend for the events and whatever we're doing here that this is god's money but my purpose and my desire for the expense was this result whatever that is for his benefit for it to be Successful, and welcoming and, and whatever, whatever my goal was for that one. That's what I pay attention to. Seriously do. I will take any and all prayers. I guarantee you the elders will take the prayers that they oversee that as well because they're held to a different standard. The deacons, I mean, Maury and Paul have to sit there and buy a new AC unit. Do you know how expensive those are? Like 500 dollars or something. I they're way more expensive than that. Really expensive. And when we buy these chairs and we do, we are saying, "I am writing a check from God's checkbook." That's what that is, literally. And he's balancing the books. He's seeing where the money goes. Where was your heart when you did it? So the answer is, I would hope so. The answer is we should always be reviewing that. The answer is you're never going to always get it right, but try to. I think that's the best I can come up with where I would where I would say that. Anyone else? Mike. The church should shouldn't have a fat bank account shouldn't have a fat bank account right, you should be using uh, the funds oh uh, but ha, because it's fat because you were afraid to spend it yes I, I can't disagree with that Yeah, that, you can't, we can't live in fear it's like oh I, I don't want to spend this dollar I thought we were going to get out early I don't want to spend this dollar because I don't know if God's going to pre- appreciate it or not well you were put in that position for a reason the elders we said hey We've seen your your character. We've seen who you are, how you, how you are. And we want you to be in charge. for the, oversee, oversee this, oversee this, oversee this, and be okay with this stuff. And there's a trust factor, and you have to hope and judge their heart that God will view it. Yes, ma'am. So back in the fall, we, we did all of this um, looking at the church as a whole and what we should be doing. Uh, I think that couples with the fact of what are we doing with our money, but also what are we doing with the processes and different programs that we have? you know Have we looked at those to make sure that we have the manpower and the finances to be able to manage those things so that we we do this smartly and so we did all of that work, and I think it 's coupled with what Glenn is saying as well what are, What are we doing with that uh, okay yes definitely and there 's you have to we may have the money to go forward with X but if we don't have the labor or the manpower to do so then that's not a good endeavor you have to be able to sit there and do you have to make it work correctly and not go huh And throw, just throw, throwing money at it is not always the answer never has been never will be it has to have a whole package to it anyone else? <laughs> Liz, Liz Liz is testifying right now or confessing her sins. So if I go in and there's a senior and as I get closer to a hundred, it's very difficult to sit on the ground because I can't get up. You've got forty five years. Do I need to share that on streaming or? (laughs) Oh, oh. Okay, I'm stopping there. Thank you for your time, and uh, we will see each other next uh, uh, Wednesday for the class and Sunday, Lord willing.